0: It's mock draft season. Who should you be investing in with your dynasty rookie draft picks? We're going to tell you all that and more tonight on the In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Cause I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the fun, check style line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to
1: avoid getting carried away, with
2: the chest we sleeping on
1: a trick play, predicting all of my moves, like they've seen every So I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way And it's for the law with only one thing to do I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line for you What they don't know, something they haven't seen I find a
3: gap on the screen and hit them right in between Yeah, I got it, and I
1: got it
0: Just one thing to say,
3: yeah, what they don't know Scene. I'm off that mean Joe Green. he has got me fading between. Yeah, I got. And I got.
1: The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Yes.
0: All right, all right, all right. It is April 4th, 2023. The In Between Fantasy Football podcast is back here delivering the good vibes as the NFL draft gets closer and closer. We'll certainly chat all about that tonight. I am Seth Wilcock, and I'm joined by a man who is a fantasy football analyst, a real estate agent, a retired professional chef, Mr. Nate Polvote. Nate, how are you doing tonight, my friend?
2: Doing great, man. We're getting closer to the draft so we can kind of start doing some of these rookie mocks. And it's, it's fun to see how things might play out. Even though we don't know landing spots yet, it's still fun to prognosticate.
0: 100% man it is that time it is rumor mill season and joining us tonight no Scott Ryan here but we do have an absolute legend he is someone who we've been blessed to watch grow up in the fantasy football industry the last several years he's from Bethlehem Pennsylvania he's a dog he is Hutchinson Brown a creator at football guys DLF
3: and the host of his own podcast as well
0: Hutch how you doing tonight my friend
3: Doing great, guys! Super excited for the show tonight. Thank you all so much for uh, having me on. It's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be good tonight.
0: Absolutely, Hutch. First time on the show. We're big fans of you. Yeah. Uh, I've had the pleasure of interacting with you and Nurse Andy down there in Canton. Uh, have a couple good times with you guys. Tell us a little bit about yourself to those in the audience who don't know you, man.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, you told told I work with football guys. I work with DLF. I'm B underscore ff on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. I'm really just a 16 year old trying to make his way in the fantasy football space. I started doing content about like two ish years ago, and I've really just I sent out like one tweet, and it kind of just been blew up, and it just it's taken off from there. I mean, it really has. I've gotten so many amazing opportunities, gotten to meet so many amazing great people, and been able to be part of some crazy, amazing things at uh, such a young age. I feel like a lot of teens don't get the opportunity to. And uh, I, I, I've just, I feel so blessed to be able to have this opportunity to be here and do this with y'all and just, just talk about football and talk about fantasy football and do it. Just, I love it. I just, I don't know. I just love it so much. I feel so blessed to have this opportunity. Yeah. Nacho ninjas wide receiver. I love that. There is a, uh, for those who don't know that there was a, um, in Canton, Ohio for the fantasy football XO last year, there was a, flag football tournament, me, Luke Sawhook, amazing follow. You should check him out. Made a uh, flag football team called Nacho Ninjas. We are eliminated in the first round, but it's okay. We're going to (laughs) come back next year. We're going to come back next year strong. It's going to be great. Uh, But yeah, overall, I'm really just a 16 year old trying to make his way in the fantasy football space. And uh, I'm really trying to find a career in this. I really want to. Well,
0: and, dude, uh, you, I mean, you've put yourself really in front of it the last several years. And like I said, bro, we're blessed as an industry to really see you grow up right in front of our eyes. So continued success coming your way. We're sure of it tonight on the show, guys, we are absolutely loaded. We have, we will be completing a dynasty rookie draft and then we're actually going to be comparing it before we even start to a 2022 and a 2021 rookie mock draft as well. Just so like what lessons can we learn? Because yes, we could do a rookie mock draft at just up front that alone but we want to have lessons and takeaways with it as well so that's what we're going to do tonight um we also have uh, an interactive session as well Kyle's going to be joining the rookie mock draft from his sleeper account and then if you guys in the chat want to play along with Kyle let him know who he should draft from his pick Kyle you need a little bit of help back there as well Kyle is our audio producer Kyle how are you doing tonight man uh pleasure being back with us tonight laptop all fixed up there
1: Yeah, we got some working equipment, we're ready to rock and roll, and uh, as far as the draft goes, I'm glad I'm not the one picking, you definitely want the viewers. OK,
0: there we go. There we go. So, guys, he's going to need all the help he can get. Uh, Get in there with Kyle. Let him know who he should be taking at his pick. I'm going to be uh, towards the, the front of this rookie draft. Hutch is going to be in the middle. Nate's going to anchor this thing down. We're also going to talk great. some good, good news at the end as well. So super excited about that. And guys, just a reminder, it, we just crossed 400 subscribers. So this will be the last week you can enter. Uh, for our Keyshawn Nixon signed giveaway, Hutch, how do you feel about Keyshawn Nixon, kick returner for the Packers? Uh, got a little giveaway for him just about a week from now. Someone's gonna be walking away with that.
3: Yeah, actually, like I actually not too long ago, actually just a few weeks ago, I like I remember someone bringing up his name uh, like on Twitter or something. And I was like, like I remember hearing him being really good. And I was like, because I didn't get to see much of him last year. I was like, let's let's go watch him. Let's go watch him play. Oh man, that dude's savage. He's awesome. I loved watching him play. He was so, he was insane this this past year. Watching I was watching some film and watching some of his biggest returns. It was uh, it was wild. He was so so good. 100
0: percent so guys thank you so much for getting us to 400 subscribers nate we're super appreciative of just being here with them every single week so this is our way of giving back so if you want to enter that giveaway right now just give us a thumbs up give us some type of emoji let us know that you're subscribed and then we'll uh we'll make sure we enter you in that as we pull that next week let's go ahead and jump into things though guys let's get it started with some back in the day
1: Make them like this way back in the day Took a shot, couldn't miss way back in the day Couldn't predict how it could all change Don't you ever forget how far we came How far we came Never forget how far we came How far we came Remember how it was way back in the day
0: All right back in the day guys we are first looking at nate will you tell us what we're looking at what league this is a i believe it's a
2: 2020 what 2022 mock draft this is the, our 2022 rookie draft that we did for this league called moose meat if you guys aren't familiar with the fantasy moose doug <clears throat> find him on twitter at the fantasy moose great dude great manager I've been in a number of his leagues but this is one of my favorites uh picked up this orphan in the 2021 season so this is my first Well, this is my second rookie draft in this league. We'll get to the first one a little bit later. So this is kind of where the chips fell. I picked up, obviously, as you can see, the worst team in the league.
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't doubt Nate picking 101 in this one here. Hutch, what's your overall impression? Because when I look at this board, I see a lot of value that fell in it. Garrett Wilson, 105. I think he was an underrated wide receiver. People were going after the athletic freak of Traylon Burks. Christian Watson also falls, too. Like, those are the two values and George Pickens that I see right up front in this one.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at Garrett Wilson at 105, that's because he's the clear-cut rookie wide receiver one after this year. I mean, he's arguably a top six, top five wide receiver in Dynasty right now. When you look at overall, like, when you look at wide receiver ranks, like, you can argue that he's a top five dynasty wide receiver. And, I mean, Paul Walker, uh, both very good picks there. I feel, like, I feel like that's reasonable there. I'm trying to look for more, like, values that you found. I mean, obviously, you see Willis, Ritter, and Corral, all three looking like potential busts in the second round. Those were players that you might have yes. not wanted to pick there. I do love seeing Greg Dulcich in round four, though. That's very interesting, seeing him all the way down there because he's someone now that we could look at as a huge breakout candidate next year. for Russell Wilson and the Sean Payton in this offense we're to take a step forward, but I mean, otherwise looking down, I mean, otherwise looking down there. You don't see tons of, uh, values. Like you see, you see like a couple guys here and there, maybe, Oh, maybe they can make an impact, but nothing huge in like round three, four and five. I think yes. the one
0: big takeaway for me here looking at it, Nate, is this was a very thin class in yes, 2022, you very know, very high end cool. talent Dang. Reese hall Wilson, watson right at the top but after that there's a drop off when we do this other mock draft in a second here for the 2023 class i'm expecting it to be much more filled with a lot more promising running backs especially in that second and third round here
3: oh Oh, yeah they're like in this class there are like 10 running backs you could see legit being starters in the nfl like these like this class is deep especially at the running back position yeah but go ahead sorry
0: Nate, any final takeaways for you as we kind of close the door here on 2022 and then we will look back real quick at 2021 as well?
2: Well, there's some there's a couple interesting picks I see in the last round that we got Romeo Dobbs went 5-4, yeah, and then Isaiah Pacheco going 5-6, and then Daniel Bellinger going 5-8. Now obviously Darren Waller in New York, but there was a time last season when it looked like Billinger was about to break out in a big way before he got yes. gouged in the eye. It just goes to show you like, you never know with some of these prospects. That's why these rookie drafts are so interesting and why we pour so much into them to try and find that sleeper guy, like Jay Lonnie woods in the third round. He was my first pick of this draft. I traded a ton of assets away to get better but dude, even getting Jelani Woods, if he breaks out in two thousand twenty-three, which I fully expect him to, third round—that's a—that's a steal of a deal.
3: I'm in. I'm in on Jelani Woods as well with you, man. I, I I'm a huge, huge fan of him, and especially if they get a rookie quarterback. You know, it's there has yes. there is a like a stereotype out there that says rookies are always best friends with tight ends, and that's not always the case. It it, it does tend to be the case sometimes, but it's that Jelani Woods is such a comfortable, safe target. His catch radius. In, it's inside the ninety-eight. I believe it's inside the ninety-eighth percentile according to Player Profiler. And not only is a big, big catch race, He's a big guy. Like you can throw, he'll be. He can be covered by anybody. You could still throw him the ball. He'll make a catch. Like he is unbelievable. And not only is he big, is he has a big catch race He's a, really athletic for his size. His speed yes. scores. His speed scores. His burst scores both at, uh, inside the ninety-fifth percentile, I believe, or ninety-fourth percentile according to Player Profile. Like Jelani Woods is an excellent athlete and if he were if the colts really unlock him as more of a pass catcher compared to just a blocker which he's probably i mean he's a great blocker i mean look at him he's ginormous like he's a great blocker but if they unlock him as a pass catcher with a rookie quarterback that's going to be huge Johnny Woods what think a huge, huge breakout in that round three pick that is that is excellent
2: i think what makes me so excited for 2023 was first what we saw in his limited usage in 2022 he proved everything you just said he's a big Target reliable target for any incoming rookie quarterback, but also their head coach is Shane Steichen, who yeah, and he's yep. he profiles similarly to Goddard, he's he's bigger than Goddard. But if they can turn him into that kind of pass catching tight end, which I think Steichen can do, I mean, Jelani Woods is a top five tight end in 2023. So, okay. We're pumping the brakes a little bit. Oh, I,
3: I, I think comparing Jelani Woods, Dallas Goddard is a bit of a stretch. Huch, I, I do think it's a bit when, of a I'm just saying
2: the usage, usage wise, Steichen likes tight ends. He unlocked Dallas That's Goddard, so why not Nate, Jelani Woods? Sleeper episode was last week. Nate was already riled up about Jelani yes, Woods, and then Hutch comes yeah. in
0: here and gets him even more riled up. Nate, <laughs> oh, I love it. Can you take us back to your 2021 draft, rookie draft, before we go on to 2023? Because 2021 is closer to what we're going to get this year because there are the more elite prospects in that first round, specifically at that quarterback position. So if you can pull up that real quick for us as well. Let's get that going here. All right. Pull that up. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. All right. So let's look at the top here. I expect this, this mock draft that we do just here in a minute It will be very similar. It's going to be quarterback heavy at the top. You're going to get one or two running backs going here early. And then you're going to shoot your shot with some of these later first round wide receivers as well. So Hutch, biggest takeaways uh, here looking back at 2021, obviously some of these quarterbacks have panned out, but then you also have picks made like Zach Wilson over Jamar Chase, where they're just shaking their head.
3: Yeah, I think usually when you're when you're looking at Trey Lance or look at Zach Wilson, uh i mean mac jones i mean i don't know if you could call him a bust yeah i think he's fine right now i think i think you still got to wait for him but yeah trey lance and zach wilson bust picks there and then else i mean outside of trevor lawrence and justin fields the rest of this quarterback class not looking very great like maybe mac jones you could put it okay but like the rest of this quarterback class just all bust but i do love seeing oh man a ross and brown the second round what a value. I mean, he was a fourth round pick in the NFL draft. He was something I actually really liked as a prospect coming out. Me and Luke Sawhook were both pretty in on him as a prospect coming out. I didn't like seeing him draft in the fourth round, but that definitely knocked him down a little bit. But I did like picking up the second round of rookie drafts. Thankful I did because uh, he is a stud wide receiver now in dynasty fantasy football, arguably like a top six, top seven wide receiver. And then Jalen Waddle around two. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Ronzo Moore, though, <laughs> over Jalen Waddle and over Amon St. Brown. That is, that's brutal. That is, that is brutal. And then you, like, you hate to see Trey Sermon in the second round as well. Cause I mean, he's in Philly now and like, he is just, I mean, he's nothing. Like literally nothing. Yes.
0: And, no. and that's a great point there. Did Hudge. he even
3: carry the football in Philly once? Did he carry I, I think he did have a
0: couple but carries. Did he? Nate. Nate are you deterred at all we have so many of these promising prospects we're about to draft Chase Brown Tajay Spears they're some of my favorite second and third round picks uh um, Mick Bride like like there, there's this growing list of running backs in the second or third round and when we look back here at 2021 most of these guys have kind of flatlined. So, are you deterred at all when looking back at this to maybe reach on a guy like Spears, reach on a guy like Zach Evans? Maybe I mean, you do
3: have you do hear Evermondre Stevenson, Elijah Mitchell, Khalil Herbert. You have some guys you, hit. Yes. you got, some, you do have some guys you <laughs> did hit. And if Ken, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, absolutely you could consider a hit at that point. Like the, the you have some guys here that absolutely hit. You also have some misses though.
2: No, you know, honestly, the way I look at these rookie drafts is if you're depending on these outside of the first round to really, really severely impact your team in the first season, then you don't understand how a lot of this works because Terrace Marshall, Michael Carter, Canarius Tony, Amari Rogers, these are all guys that went in the second round of this draft. They didn't help your team Rashad Bateman. Mm -hmm. So if you go into it looking at it like, okay, if I can get a guy in the first five or six picks, that's going to probably be a hit. Like these are guys that almost can't miss, except Kyle Pitts. Um then you're golden, which is why if you if you I know I hate it too. Trust Ooh. me, I took him I took him one oh one in a couple of drafts. Um but the thing is, if you notice, if you look at mine, Janate Jack, I traded away picks because I got a known asset versus taking a stab on a rookie. And I think that's something important to note when you're in a dynasty draft. If you're a contender and you can afford to stash a bunch of guys on your um, taxi squad, fine. But if you need to build your team back up, use that first pick and then trade some away for some known assets.
0: Yeah, and people will be getting rookie fever in the second and third round. They're going oh, to yeah. want to trade into it. Oh, yeah. I remember a trade in one of my favorite leagues a couple of years ago where Debo Samuel, before he had his breakout season, he was traded for a second round pick that went for Kadarius Tony. So those are the type yeah. of moves you can be making in these second and third rounds. Something to consider, and I mean, like. Maybe you get a um, Amon Ross St. Brown, but maybe you get a Kadarius Tony. It really is hit or miss. Amari Rogers taken just at the end of the second round, just a few picks after Amon Ross St. Brown. So that is the razor thin line. We're trying to help you guys make sure you're over that line and make sure you're not making these mistakes heading into this season. Um, I want to address the chat real quick before we move on to our, uh, our rookie draft. We got Dave back in the chat saying rookie fever season Good to see DD in the chat tonight, appreciate you so much, DD. Uh, we got Rich back in the chat saying, Frequently forgotten is how long it takes players to develop. Rookie drafts are fun, but you got to be patient with them. Really good point there from, from Dick. And then, uh, all right, guys, I think that about does it. Looking back at the past, here we've taken some lessons. Let's go ahead and move forward to our dynasty mock draft. Here, um, I'm gonna go ahead and pull that up here. And I'm going to bring Kyle back on screen as well. Again, Kyle's going to be in this mock draft for the chat. So whoever Kyle's drafting, the chat's drafting. Kyle, you nervous at all? Uh, you're not too much of a dynasty nerd like, like, like the rest of us. You really need that chat
1: to help you out tonight. I'm not nervous at all, frankly. I have complete faith in the chat that they're going to give me a good draft. You know, they, I okay. mean, they've been paying attention, so they should know. Okay, fair enough. Let's go
0: ahead. Let's get after it right here. Let's start this bad boy up. And one hundred and one. I don't think it's going to be any surprise. Let me go ahead and mute that as well. All right, we got Bijan Robinson on the board here first.
3: I mean, how is it not? If you, hold on, I just want to say something real quick about Bijan. If you're on, uh, so if you, I talked about this in my podcast recently. If you have the one hundred and one in your rookie draft, right? And you don't want Bijan. I don't know how you wouldn't want him, but if you say, let's say you want a quarterback, let's say you want JSN, do not pick one of those guys at the 101. Please just trade down because there are people in Dynasty who are willing to give up an arm and a leg just to move up from the 102 to the 101 to get Bijan. So yes. if you're picking anyone but Bijan point, at the 101, you are wrong. It doesn't matter if you like them more, you are wrong because you can accumulate so much more value just by trading down and getting, uh, getting that next pick. Sorry, so you, I know we were, you got no, someone No, here. No, that, that no, no. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, though. If you're picking anyone besides one on 101, you're wrong. You got to trade down if you want someone else.
0: I 100% agree with you. Great point there, Hutch. I'm going to go ahead and make this first pick, and it's going to be about safety, fellas, and that's going to be none other than C.J. Stroud. Ooh. And listen, I, I know he's not the sexiest name right now on the board, but I first learned to respect this man when he came to Penn State and put a can of whoop ass on my Nittany lines. I got to watch him in person and I just said, oh my God, that guy's bigger than our fucking lineman. I said, this guy is absolutely huge. 6'3", 214, college QBR in the 96 percentile, yards per attempt at 93 percentile as well. Um, I love what CJ Stroud has done in college. Obviously, he's had a lot of big help from some really good players at the wide receiver position as well uh Garrett Wilson being one of them Chris Olave and then of uh and then of course Jackson Smith and, and Jigba. You, have you have 10 seconds okay
3: you're good yeah no why don't let you draft him
0: I don't know we'll figure this out um Nate what is your thought on
2: CJ Stroud here I mean he's the guy he's the guy that you should be taking if you need a quarterback with that pick really? he's the best quarter he's I feel like he's the most talented quarterback in this class
0: I think I think C.J. Stroud to me Hutchinson. I think he represents a floor, and a floor that could be Jared Goff like. Like I think you could get a couple low end QB one seasons for him. I think that's probably where he is. I don't think he's the most. A- I would
3: I would consider Bryce Young more as the floor guy in this class to be quite honest with you. Okay, I see it with Stroud. Because- but yeah, they're like a one A one B to me. They are so close. Like it, it really depends. Like if we see, it really depends on landing spot for them. What who's gonna be one on one for me. I, I think I'll consider Bryce Young for now, but it's it's a one a one b. It's close.
2: Man, Bryce Young's size concerns me. This oh the
3: size God. is the one thing, but I, I think size is something that is is becoming less and less important in the NFL. When you look at quarterbacks, you can see smaller guys can succeed. I think Bryce Young's be able to I, be fine. I mean, I, I do worry
0: a, about the size, Hutch. I, I, I it I, is a
3: worry, but the thing it well, the one thing I would look at with Bryce Young, like even with his size, like if he's under pressure, he's totally fine. Bryce Young shows so much poise in the pocket. When he's under pressure, when people are coming at him, he is able to deliver the ball on point under pressure. And he is, like, he's just, he's insane. I, I think the size does not matter here.
0: Is Bryce Young your QB1 then,
3: Hutch? Bryce Young is my QB1. I'm taking him, I'm taking him as the first quarterback off the board. And I, because, I mean, both are going to be drafted top three, most likely. Very likely, both are going to be drafted top three. So I think it'd be very difficult for, strike, for any quarterback to jump over him.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I personally but go Stroud. It is Richard, so close. Those and three and are young. all
3: in a good tier for me. Those three are all in that Ooh. first tier for me.
2: Okay. You. So you ate Seth. You've got Anthony Richardson up to two. I like. I like. Look at you being all spices? I like the ceiling here. The ceiling, I can't man.
3: do it. I can't do it with him. I can't. I can't so pull it to.
0: Let's call on the chat here, Kyle. You were on the clock. Oh yeah, we here. do have to call the um, chat. We're obviously JSN it, top yeah. of the board right now. You also have your pick at a couple other running backs here. Jameer Gibbs, chat. Who do you guys want Kyle to draft for your team right now? Uh, Who do you guys think Mr. Scott should go with?
1: Well, I Leavis. think Price is right? You got to. Yeah, Will
3: Levis, no, please no.
0: <laughs> All right, Dick in the chat, he's saying JSN. Anyone else? Yeah, there's uh, two.
3: There's two picks. It's it's very clear. There's two. There, there's only two. people. You could make
0: the there. case for yeah. Will Levis here as well, Kyle. You need I a quarterback. Not,
3: there's not. There's not a case for Will Levis here. The chat. I think it
2: depends on where Will Levis lands, honestly. Okay, Toronto. Dave's saying Will Levis in the
0: chat. It's two to one. <laughs> All right, two to two. Will Levis. Will, Will Levis. Have... JSN. We need a tiebreaker from the chat here, or Kyle, you can be the tiebreaker. It's either Will Levis or JSN for you, buddy.
1: Well, if I'm picking, I'm picking JSN. All right, so. that's probably the pick
3: I would make as well. So, and now I get to talk about. Uh, well, you you want to talk about Smith Jake, but go ahead. Sorry, well, I just kind of feel like I interrupted you.
0: Kyle, I feel like the best thing that you wanted to pick him for is because his older brother starter on the Pirates opening day. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: all right, that was half of it. The other <laughs> half is. Uh, I keep seeing him uh, uh, mock drafted to the Packers. Okay, okay. I, I don't, I don't like That'd that for my thing. Christian Watson share. I
0: know. I love
3: Christian Watson. I'd be mad. I'd be, I'd be mad for Christian Watson.
0: All right. We we appreciate the chat weighing in there. They're all on JSN yes, as well. A, a couple of Levis dissenters, uh, but Hutch got his way there. Hutch, you're up, man. Uh, middle of the draft here. What are you looking for in a rookie draft? Um, all needs aside.
3: So for me here at the, so you have six picks here. I think these first six picks are a pretty clear tier to me. It's Bijan, Jack Smith, Ajigba, those three quarterbacks, and then Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs, he could be the RB1 of a lot of classes. I think he's just, when I think of Jameer Gibbs, the word that comes to mind is weapon. This dude can be used all over the field, whether it's in the running game, whether it's in the passing game. Like he can be used anywhere. And that is the future of the running back position. A bit smaller guys that can be used anywhere. He is a extremely good route runner, like really good route runner, really good pass catcher. And when you look at fantasy football, when you look at the running back position, the guys who are dominating in fantasy are the ones who are catching passes like literally over the past five years in fantasy football, right? When you look at the top 10 running backs, so 50 running backs, 70% of them received at least 50 targets in their season. And three it's of those bad. guys that and it's three bad. of those and three of those seasons that didn't were Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry, we all yeah. know Derrick Henry's like an insane outlier, right? Like the guys who are dominating fantasy, and the and you notice too, the guys who are at the top top are usually receiving like 80, 90 targets. Like the guys who are at the top of fantasy are the ones who are catching passes. Jameer Gibbs really has a chance. I know he's not Alvin Kamara's size. He is not Alvin Kamara's size. He's like 15 pounds smaller, but he has a chance to be like that, not like that type of guy in fantasy next the next Alvin Kamara, the next Austin Eckler, like one of those guys where he can just dominate less as a rusher, more as a pass catcher and just take over for fantasy football. I I, like, this is a hot take. I think there is a realistic chance that Jameer Gibbs is the RB one in dynasty after this year. Stop.
0: Oh, that is spicy. That is. I can see it. Over
2: every play over every running back. I think there's a chance that he is the RB one in dynasty. Here's the thing. He's He's like, like Hutch, like you said, he has that Alvin Kamara skill set. Well, he might Good. not be the same size. Alvin Kamara's has never had a thousand yards rushing in a season. He caps out at like eight sixty five, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's been doing everything he does without being really a goal line force on that team. That's what they've had Mark Ingram for in the past, and this year that's what they've got Jamal Williams for. Us, what they had Latavius Murray for. They always find that guy. And I think that's what, I think that's what Jameer Gibbs future is, is where he's more of that pass catching back who is electric outside of the tackles, but because of his size, plain and simple, he's just not going to be a goal line guy, but you're going to see him getting those five yard dumps inside the red zone that he turns into a touchdown. And he yeah. could do that 14 to 15 times a season in the right situation. Yeah. And he is, and he can do it from 20 yards out 30 yards. out. He is so electric with the ball in his hands. Right?
3: I believe is what's this 40, a four, four, six. It was fast. It was a yeah. I think I believe it was a 446 40 time, which even for his small size for a running back, that is impressively fast. Very, very quick. And watching him on film, he is oh my god, he's so dangerous. He is so quick on his feet. He is a weapon, just weapon. And I, I cannot wait to see where he lands. Like if he goes to somewhere, like if Osteco leaves and he ends up in the Chargers offense, oh my God. Like that is just like right. he is locked in as a top three Dys back for me. Like easily.
2: So Gibbs. His official 40 time on player profiler is four three six. That's fast. Three six? Four three yeah, six forty.
0: 3 Maybe they, they're grabbing that from his pro day unofficial on official one, but that yeah, might have been a pro I, day. I think it's probably yeah. really 6. fast
3: on his pro day, too.
0: Nate, you're at the end of this draft yeah, here right now. You're up on the clock. Zay Flowers is kind of the flashiest name when I look at it here um, of who's left. Obviously, though, the tight end position, I know you, you love reaching for tight ends. You just told us that you were drafting Kyle Pitts 101.
3: Can oh, shoot. By- NFL draft buzz and FanDuel confirm a 4-3-6 at the, yeah. at the Combine. Okay. Second fastest Nate, among all running backs in 2023.
0: Nate, can you get behind Ooh. a Mayer or oh, a Kincaid here, or is the pick Zay <laughs> Flowers for you?
2: So it's not Zay Flowers for me, because I think it's going to take him a minute to kind of get into the game, and I am going to go tight end, and I, I, don't, it. Care. I don't care. You're sick. I
3: don't care. You're sick. People look not fast. I love it.
2: Here's the thing. I love, I love Dalton Kincaid. I know I everybody's it. talking about Michael Mayer. Oh. But Don Kincaid is a pass. He is the prototypical pass catching tight end. And I'm looking for that steal here. And I don't think Kincaid, I want Kincaid on my rosters. Okay. He's not going to come back to me at 111 or at 211. There's no way. I'm just uh, simply not going to get him there. I was and, hoping, uh, I was hoping to get him in the second
0: round. If I'm being honest. So, look, I I know he's not going to come around. And
2: I'm still, you know what? And I'm still okay with having reached on Kyle Pitts a little bit because there's still a world in which he becomes relevant. Unfortunately, I don't think it's this season. I think he needs a new team. But Kincaid, depending on where he lands, dude, this guy could be an impact player day one, plain and simple, because of the type of player he is and because of the type of offense he was in at Utah. And dude, have you have you watched film on him? Have you he, watched some of these crazy I, I love, ridiculous catches I love he
0: makes? I love him. I absolutely yeah. love yeah. him. Him and Zay he Flowers are hard because Zay Flowers feels like the sure thing. And whoever had this 101 for him to get Bijan Robinson and Zay Flowers in this draft, I mean, he won it. He, he won the draft right there. I think Zay Flowers, I, I get the appeal because I don't think Zay Flowers has wide receiver one upside. In fantasy football, I think he at best he's a wide receiver too. I do love him. I, I think he's a versatile wide receiver that can play in and outside. So it hurts me that Kincaid didn't get back. It hurts me that Zay Flower didn't get back. I, I'm going to go right back to the tight end position here though. And I, I think Mayer represents a clear another teardrop here. Mayer, I don't think he he's going to have yeah. a huge – a, a huge rookie season by any means, but I think he's going to work his way into the tight end five to six conversation for years to come. The guy is so solid in every aspect of his game uh, needs to get a little bit better yards after the catch, a little bit better in contested catches. But after that, I like Michael Mayer a lot. Um, I do agree that Kincaid has the higher upside. However, I'm going to go with Michael Mayer and, and I'm drafting another floor play. I, and I, I love the floor play. I love the floor play here, uh, guys. I do. So, uh, I do like
3: it for me. Like I've actually debated a lot between Darnell Washington and Michael Mayer. I've I've had I've had oh, said that I, I thought Darnell it. Washington was best tight. I think Darnell Washington is partially the best tight end in this class. But can't for do fantasy, it. Didn't I see think the production
0: might, can't see for it. Fantasy,
3: I want Michael Mayer. No, not for fantasy. For fantasy, I think it's Michael Mayer. But I think Darnell Washington is truly the best tight end in this class. I think he's the best af- one of the best athletes in the class. Okay, he truly is amazing.
0: All right, we got Hoove in the chat right now. He's going to be making a pick. And then, Kyle, you are back on the board. So after Hoove's pick, let us know in the chat, who do you guys want Kyle to take? This is the fan the fan team. He already has JSN, so he already has one nice building block. Uh, Kyle, anyone sticking out here on the board for, for you? You got Hendon Hooker. You got uh, Tank Bigsby as well. A lot, lot, lot of different intriguing options for you.
1: Yeah, I looked through the names, and I mean – when a guy is named Tank Bigsby.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you do. I yeah. mean it's
2: Tank Bigsby.
0: Okay, so Hendon Hooker off the board here. Kyle Hoove. Kyle is leading with Tank Bigsby. A lot of good other running backs here. Zach Evans, Sean Tucker as well. Um, who do you guys in the chat want Kyle to take? Go ahead and drop that. He'll make this pick. So far, uh, to me, Nate, this is a very like normal rookie draft. I think this is exactly how we're going to see it go yeah, in super superflex tight end premium format.
3: Kincaid pick. I think Kincaid's probably going to go later in a rookie draft.
0: I could see him. I've seen him at least in some industry mocks go, go around that one twelve
3: mark. So really? what? Yeah, yeah. yeah what the, he, I mean, it depends because we can see him. We can see a lot. We can. See, I think we can see Darnell Washington, Michael Mayer, or Kincaid get round one capital. Like any of those guys could. And if very easily depending do, on
2: landing spot. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If any of them do, they're worth that like 112, 2.1 turn, all three of them, if they get a okay.
2: capital. Okay. I've seen Kincaid mocked as high as like top 20 in the NFL draft.
3: So Ooh, that'd be had,
2: Well, now, long. to be fair, it was Lance Zerline who had, <laughs> um, he had yeah, Texans taking a defensive player at number two. Yeah. So.
3: Oh, and then they traded up for Will Levis later in the draft, right? I believe so. That's, that's what he, what he, that's what he did. Yeah, that was. That was a I
2: mean if they if they can attack. do that that's a pretty smart move quite
0: yeah, honestly. We already insane. buried Mike Canobb last week. We ba- ba- or bury any other mock drafters in the industry. Uh <laughs> Kyle looks like Bootay is what Dave's suggesting you go with. We don't have any other guesses Ooh. here in the chat. Brad asking Brad, who's on the board. Good. We got Kyle on the on the board here. Kyle it, it's down to Bootay or Tank Bigsby. Uh make your pick here bud.
3: Spears too. Yeah.
0: Brad Saint Spears. Yeah, I
3: can't.
0: Kind of <laughs> Spears. Spears is who I would be taking here personally as well. He is Same. after the top three running backs. He's actually right now. I, I haven't decided yet, but it's either Charbonnet oh, or Spears. back in
3: this class hasn't gone yet.
0: Charbonnet or, or uh, who? Who are you? Who are you stating there? Because I think it's Spears. I think Spears or Charbonnet. i is... I
3: don't want him being taken. I okay.
0: want to take taken with my pick. Okay. All right, <laughs> Kyle. Looks like Spears is the consensus for you, buddy.
1: No Bigsby, but Spears is a good, good. Spears is a good
3: receiver. name. So, I think I think this is also another kind of hotter take. I feel like, I feel like Kendry Miller, Ryan Mag TCU is the bet is the third best back in this class to no. be Guys, I am all in None on Kendry but. Miller. Like he is, he is a bit small, only about two ten, but. Watching him play at TCU, he was hyper productive, averaged at least six yards per carry in every single one of his seasons, over 1,300 rushing yards in his last year. I am still very, very, I'm very, very in on Kendrick Miller. I'm a little concerned about the draft capital because most mocks I see don't have him going so high. He didn't do much at the combine. So a little bit worried there, but I truly believe talent wise, he is the third best back in this class. He, the people have tried to knock that his explosiveness while he's not like running halfway across the field and back like Bijan Robinson on the 80-yard touchdown, he can absolutely get 20, 30, 40-chunk-yard plays. You, if you watch the film, you can easily see that all the time with Kendry Miller, and he's not a premium pass catcher like a Jameer Gibbs or a Bijan, but he can absolutely take dump-offs. If you get him in a situation where there's a lot of dump-offs available, Kendry Miller will absolutely take advantage of that and get a very solid work as a pass catcher. So if Kendra Miller gets like day two capital, like round two, if he can get in there or early round three at worst, uh, I am going to be very, very in. I like him in the second round. So I think he's the third best talented back in this class. I'm going to take Kendra Miller uh, at TCU. I really like him a lot.
0: Congrats, Hutch. You just drafted yourself, who I believe is Trey Sermon of the 2023 draft class. I
3: apologize. But that's... <laughs> that's okay. Like- it's That's, okay.
0: I think Miller's going to be a day three pick. I think he's going to be buried on death charts. If and he's I don't a day, if he's a
3: day three pick, then I'm in. Then, uh, then I'm, uh, then I'm going to kind of move on. Honestly, like all these running backs, I could make an argument for all these running backs. Like a lot of these running backs to be the RB three of this class. But it's it's really at the end of the day, it's all going to be about draft capital. That's Nate, it. The Nate. couple guys that are drafted around two. I'm going to be in, and then the other guys, I'm going to be right. like, uh, I don't know. even Kendra Miller, even though I love him. If he's not, if he's drafted around four, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be super in.
0: Nate, you are up on the board here. A lot of running backs just went here. And I think that's exactly in everyone, all the listeners tonight. Yeah, I I think that's That's in in their mock draft. That's that's what we're going to see. There's this second tier of running backs, the Spears, the Millers. The, uh, the Tank Bigsby, Zach Evans of the world. That's the run that's coming in the second round. So if you want in on one of those, you need to be somewhere in the middle to back end of this uh, second round here, even in super flex formats. Nate, where are you going here? Uh, 2-11 for you.
2: I'm going running back. I'm going to keep this run going, which I think, like you said, this is going to be very typical of most rookie dynasty rookie drafts you're going to see. But I'm going to take a running back who I think is better than everyone here except for J Spears. Basically he's my four or five Ooh. running back in this class. Is it who I think it is? Is I it Chase Brown? It is. it is not Chase Brown. Oh, oh no Bummer. Bummer. Johnson. I'm just gonna
0: pop Roshan it Johnson. It's Ro- yeah. Johnson. yeah. Yeah. Look, it great, God. man. This guy great.
2: this guy would have been probably two or three in this class if he wasn't on the same team as B. John Robinson. That's it. He was stuck behind B. Yeah, John Robinson his entire excellent. time at Texas. He's fast. He's quick with his feet. Of course, Dave, you know I was gonna snipe you with Roshan. I've been talking about him for like two months and how he's just being slept on. <laughs> Wherever Converted he lands, quarterback too. I, I, I love Dave, his skill set. And he's smart, and you can see it on the field. And he doesn't even have to be the like lead RB1 on a team to make a huge impact. He's going to be the guy who he, he's an adept pass catcher, much like Bijan. He's great between the tackles. He's great outside the tackles. He's a phenomenal pass blocker, which will keep him on the field more often. I think his ceiling really is, and not year one, but I think we could see a couple seasons where he sneaks into that RB1 tier in his career, where it's like, oh, Roshan Johnson are running back 11 in 2025 would not surprise me one bit if he's right up there with Bijan. For a handful of years over his career, I'm not saying he's You get so well, man, excited. Dude, have you Bison's seen him? Career
3: is only going to be a handful of years, though. That's the problem. That's, that's, a,
2: that's a fair point. running Unless you're Austin Eckler or Emmett Smith, apparently.
3: Yeah, yeah running back. I mean, running backs nowadays they're out of the league by like 27, 28. Man, like you. See, only I'm got wondering though. Year.
2: We're seeing this move towards committees in most of the league. Yes, Cause like Bijan's not
3: going to be that. Whoever Bijan won't beat that
2: but Roshan
3: be the next pale cow running back like
0: the thing the uh, thing with Roshan that that's tough for me is I haven't seen a guy at 62 223 pounds that I can even comp him for so that's the tough part about him is it's hard for me to know truly what can his ceiling be outside of a third down running back uh But he draws shades of other guys like Ramondre Stevenson, who've kind of done it with with a similar profile. So, Nate, I'm intrigued by the pick. I don't think it was a bad pick. I'm back up here at the beginning. Yeah, I like it a lot.
3: Of the uh, running backs are gone.
0: Yes, yeah, 100% there, Hutch. I'm back up here at the beginning of the third round. And there's Keyshawn Boutte on on the the board. He would probably be the consensus pick right now. I can't believe he's fallen to the third round. But I'll be honest, boys. I just don't see it with Butte. Like the last, w- when you have a season like he did, and then come back this year and just have such a down season, I have question marks about it. I have question marks about his health. And his have, name
3: sounds too much like Booty. I mean, how can you even trust that?
0: <laughs> we have a really good profile on, on the site about him from Brad Bolt, and uh, Brad's in the chat right now. Brad ch- chatted a little bit. Kind of compared him to a faster Jarvis Landry. And while that could be okay, like, I, I, I just don't, I don't see it. I, 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 I disappointed combine overall, so I can't go with boote I'm going to go with my darling here, Chase Brown. I love this guy. He oh, showed a complete like workhorse, workhorse uh, mentality down there in Illinois. Put them back on the map. I watch a lot of big 10 football more than any other conference being a Penn State fan. And man, Chase Brown took it to us a couple years in a row. I love this guy. I think he is the one person in this next group of t- tier after Tajay Spears that could be an elite prospect for your fantasy team. I'm back on it, baby. Chase Brown, make the pick here, um, Kyle. Love back, back it. to you. Um, I'm glad to hear a little bit, of, a little bit of love for our guy Chase Brown. He is a Canadian. Shout out Toronto, Dave. Um, Kyle, how are you feeling about the team
1: so far, buddy? Uh, I like it. Um, you know, it's a good team. My team rocks, frankly. Uh, Looking at the available players, I want Tyler Scott. He's my cousin. (laughs) Uh, That's all I got. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, all right, all right. We really, got
1: really need the fans here.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need you guys' to help in the chat. Let yeah. Kyle know. Kyle is not an experienced Dynasty player whatsoever, so he's relying on you guys to let him know here.
3: Ooh, I like that one.
0: Butte, still on he's the board been. here for you. I think it's got to be him or Washington he should be. are probably the picks here. Um, let's see what, what the chat ha- has to weigh in, though. Nate, are you surprised to see Darnell Washington, another one of your tight end darlings, last this long?
2: Quite frankly, yes. <clears throat> I just wasn't. I. I mean, if I had taken Kincaid at eleven, he's probably who I would have taken at the two eleven. So. Okay. Okay. All right. We got got some mixed mixed
0: reads here from the chat, Kyle. Um, in the sake of time, I'm going to ask that you go ahead and pick one of these that they're laying out there: Eric Gray, Washington, or Butte. I think those are all really good picks for you. Uh, um,
2: nothing to complain really-
0: about. Okay. All right. Kyle, after that booty, he's, a, yeah. he's getting down with it. I love it, Kyle. Uh, Hutch, it is yeah. back to you here in the middle, middle of the draft here. You have two running backs. Yeah. So is is that on your mind at all? Or are you just okay with pounding that? Oh, position? I was,
3: yeah, here's the thing. When I, when I approach rookie drafts, I usually tend to not try to like build out, like when I approach rookie drafts like, in my league, like I am so much more focused on best player available rather than need. Like, So much more focused on that because when you draft the best player available, you can always trade that player for what you need. Agreed. Don't just draft the position you want just to fill that position because then you might get a player that is not as good and that you don't – and then end up like sucks. Like it just like draft for the best player available and then trade after.
0: Yep, I 100% agree. If like, not, sometimes you end up with Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase. Hutch, you're on the board yeah. here. Um, We're Go ahead. There we go. Yeah, m- make this next selection. I'm excited to see who you go. We're getting into the
3: deeper, uh, deeper. class A little bit. Yes, we are. We are. I mean, this pick was easy for me. It was either Kayshawn Boutte or Darnell Washington. So my decision was kind of made for me. I am worried about Boutte too, though, because it wasn't just the combine that was bad. I mean, he didn't rank in top 10 in pretty much any combine uh metric like nothing like he didn't rank top 10 in anything like it was so bad but he also fell off like hard this was the end of his career like he started off hot and then really fell off and then the combine was bad like we haven't seen anything agreed. really good from butte for a while agreed it's been yep. really really concerning and he's probably gonna end up being a day three pick oh i i think i think he i think, I think he he'll he might still be a day fall three that- pick okay i i think i could realistically see him going in like round four like i wouldn't i might have to
0: che- i might have to check what the over-under is in the prop market but he's what someone is I was right definitely now? I, i'm not 100 sure but I, we are kind of working on some stuff behind the scenes right now with some of those betting articles over here so maybe that's one we'll take a gander yeah. and throw over there uh hutch
3: how are you feeling all right he went with yeah, washington, go washington here washington. high yeah, ceiling washington. is that what you like he, yeah, I love, I, I mean, I was talking about it earlier in the draft. I love Darna Washington. I think he's a freak athlete. If a team really decides to unlock his pass catching ability and use him as an athlete rather than just like a blocker, like he can truly be a tight end one in fantasy, not just like a low end tight end one, like whatever, like a big, like a big time fantasy asset. I really do believe that he is the upside. Obviously there is so much risk because he could just be a career blocker and that's it. Like he could really just be thrown into that area for his entire career. But at this point in the third round of a rookie draft, I think this is so, so worth it. So worth it. The draft catapult is going to show a lot because if a team drafts them in like the first round or early second, it's going to show that, hey, we don't we don't see you as just like, just like a guy who can block, like a guy who can really make an impact for our team, like getting yards, getting touchdowns, getting receptions. Like I'm really, really excited to see where Darnell Washington goes and how high he goes in the draft. So. I'm very, very excited for him. So I'll take him here in the third round pretty easily.
0: He's a guy you're drafting on size and traits because we did not see yes. the college production from him. The college production was not there. Obviously, he's with Enough. Brock Bauer down there in Georgia, so he's working with one of the other best tight ends, so it's hard to find that production. Nate, he's Washington's off the board for you. Luke Musgrave also off the board. I think he was a value here. Uh, I'm sure you were tempted with him if he got back to you. Who is the pick, though?
2: So I, – I, at this point, I was kind of between two players, two running backs, between Eric Gray and Deuce Vaughn. And what pushes me over the edge for Deuce Vaughn is the receiving upside. He had what mm-hmm. I got to pull yeah, this back up here. It. He had 49 and 42 catches his last two seasons, 468 receiving yards, 378 receiving yards. And the guy scores touchdowns. His size is a concern. He's five foot five. But as I kind of talked about before we got into this, once I get into the third round, dude, I'm looking for guys that could pop that I'm not necessarily expecting to make that leap. He's a guy that I'm fine drafting in the third round, and he can sit on my taxi squad for a couple seasons. If he takes off, awesome. If he doesn't, no harm, no foul, because that's really what you're you're looking for at this point in a draft. So for me, it's Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. Twice, Love Dave.
0: Love I'm it. Sorry. Look- Love the pick there. Deuce Vaughn, really good story down there in Kansas State. Dave's going to be making his pick. And I'd say so far, guys, just kind of looking at the overall board, this is pretty standard. I, I think now we're seeing the mix of positions. I wouldn't be surprised here in the fourth round if we see a run of quarterbacks come through. Stenson Bennett uh, Stenson Bennett, and some of the, the other uh, Jake Hayners of the world are on the board here. So maybe we see a run here, Hutch.
3: Yeah, I think I think that absolutely is possible. And can I, can I mention one thing real quick on Darnell Washington? Yes, go ahead. Uh, so, Darnell Washington, right, he didn't He didn't have 50 career catches in college. Did not hit 50 career catches. But there's also there's a really interesting uh, thing I found on Twitter. You know who else caught less than 100 passes throughout their college career? Just a bunch of tight ends. These are all guys who caught less than 100 passes. Go ahead, yes. Bob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, Jason Witten, Greg Olson, Tony Gonzalez, Jared Cook, Vernon Davis. All of them caught less than 100 passes in their college career. And less than 50. George, okay. Kittle, okay, Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates, and all Ju- and Julius Thomas. Okay, I like it. Like, I, it doesn't always matter. It doesn't always matter. Yeah. Just saying that. Okay, all, all right. right. So, so say that one last thing. I'm back I, I, on because when I was picking him, I remember like I saw something somewhere. I had to find it uh, for a second. But, yeah, sorry, a, go ahead.
0: No, a little more Washington love, never a bad thing here on the program. We like to give a shout out to the tight end community. I'm back on the board here in the fourth round, second overall pick, and I'm staring down two guys I did not think would make it here to me. The first is none other than Mohamed Abriam. I love him out of Minnesota. Dude put Minnesota back on the map this year. Third in the NCAAF in rushing yards, had over 320 carries. I like that he got so much work here this last year, but I think where I'm going to have to go with this, I think the highest upside player left who has a chance to splash his rookie year is none other than Iowa State's Xavier Hutchinson. This guy is a freak. He can jump, he can pinpoint that ball, and he's going to continue to make plays downfield. I'm excited for what Xavier Hutchinson can be. I think he can immediately step into a, a high-end wide receiver three, a low-end wide receiver two role for a team, not for fantasy. Um, but he reminds me a lot of a guy who, who came from this, this program, Alan Lazard. That's kind of my comp for this guy. Um, a little more faster, a little more athletic than Lazard, but I think he's going to be someone, especially with his blocking, who makes his way onto the field in his rookie year. Give me some Xavier Hutchinson here in the fourth round, boys.
2: All right.
3: I like it, I like that a lot. That was definitely, that was definitely. If he was there, that was gonna be my next pick, hundred percent. Okay,
0: all right, all right. We got Hoove back on the chat or back, back on the map here. And then Kyle, you're up. Um, Muhammad's still on the board for you, Kyle. How do you feel about that? A little Minnesota action for you, maybe.
1: Maybe nothing wrong with the little Minnesota love. That's that Tupac song, right?
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We also have Little Yachty, Minnesota, as well. Uh, so a, a little bit of Minnesota love there for sure. Um, all right, Hoov, go ahead and make your pick, man. Let's move forward here to Kyle. Uh, let's let's get this out of the way, and then we'll we'll be back in the middle uh, of the of the third or fourth round here. Nate, anyone that you're hoping falls to you that you can uh, c- can lead on to us here as we wait
2: so actually eric gray if he falls to me fantastic and then my namesake nathaniel dell who i think has been ridiculously slept on and i don't don't know why people aren't understanding that he's a very talented receiver maybe it's the 40 time he's a little bit slow but with wide receivers i don't care as much about like the 40 times cool but can they replicate that speed in a game I care more about what they do once they get the ball. And Dell's kind of a master after after the catch. He's got good footwork and he's really good in open space. And I think wherever he lands now, probably a wide receiver three his first couple seasons, barring an injury on whatever wide receiver core he's on. But he's a guy I just I really like. Okay. All right, well, let's
0: see if he falls down to you here, Kyle. We're getting a lot of, uh, we're getting a lot of love here for Eric Gray in the chat. I think that's a marvelous pick as well. I like at P- at Perry out of Wake Forest. That's a nice pick. And Muhammad, Kyle, really up to you here, man. Go ahead and click that draft button on one of them, my friend. Uh, well, you know what, we're going Eric
1: Gray. All right,
0: all right. All right. Eric Gray looked really good down the senior bowl as well. He's moving up draft boards for sure. Hutch, back on here at at the middle of the draft. You got a couple running backs, a tight end, no wide receivers yet. Are you going to take one here in the
3: fourth? No, I'm not going to go with a wide receiver because there's another running back in this class I really, really, really like at this point of the draft. I'm going to be going ahead and taking a shot at somebody who is super, super, hyper, hyper productive, both in receiving game and the running game. I'm going to be taking Keaton Mitchell here. Nice one, pick, of my favorite, nice one of my pick, favorite Hodge. sleepers of this class, Keaton Mitchell. I mean, just so hyper productive at East Carolina. I mean, 1,452 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns, 252 receiving yards in his last year. And then the year prior to that, 1,132 rushing yards, nine touchdowns, 22 receptions, 253 yards. I mean, dude, just produced numbers. And I want to see what he can do on the NFL field. So. Obviously, he is a bit small, a bit undersized, so it does uh, it does limit his abilities as a running back, but he can catch passes, so I'm into that. Uh, hopefully, he can get, like, round three, round four. I mean, I'm hoping he can get sneak into there maybe, but uh, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near round two. I don't think we're expecting that at all, so I'm hoping he can get to, like, round four, round three. Uh, hopefully, I, hopefully love the,
0: I love I love this there. pick, Hutch. I love the ECU Pirates. They were so fun to watch under Holton Aylers this year. Uh, a, a little bit of a, a wrench in my side sometimes when I tried to bet against him. So I kind of just got on the bandwagon started betting with them at the end of the season. We got Dynasty Pylon here saying, Mitchell, we like him. We want to see what he does too. It's exciting to see. One hundred percent, man. Thanks for tuning in. Night Dynasty Pylon. Uh, you're to the chat, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, hope you subscribe to the channel. Come back and hang out with us again. Nate, you're back on the board. Is Tank Dell still the pick? Uh, some interesting running back still on the board as well. Tank Dell's the pick.
3: Yeah, and I've already explained it, so we can move on. I love it. I love it. it would, if uh, Keith Mitchell wasn't there, that would have been my pick as well.
0: And I'm seeing some running back slides still, to be honest, fellas, like this is how deep this running back class is in 2023 compared to previous seasons. And something we need to keep in mind, like right here, I I, I can't I can't believe it. I was just thinking about taking Muhammad Ibrahim last round and now he's back here in the fifth. If, if this wasn't him, this probably would uh oh, Stanton's bends off the off the board as well. But I would consider Bennett. But, yeah, I, I love Ibram here. Um, also, Kyle, I think it's going to come back to you here. And could you look at my guy, Parker Washington, out of Penn State? A little uh, We Are Nittany Lions love, maybe. Maybe. I
1: mean, I don't love Penn State. but <laughs> Yeah, you're a pit guy. You're a pit guy. Loyal, Loyal of the day you die. I get it. But, I mean, it's not really my draft, so whatever yeah. happens, happens.
0: Yeah, chat, let us know where you want Kyle to go. He's got one more pick here. Got a really nice squad so far that he's put together. Um, we'll go ahead. I, I think Hoove might have left out on us. I'll go ahead and set that pick. And let's go ahead. Kyle, you're back on the board. No Parker Washington, though. I apologize, bud. Damn. Got some recommendations from the chat, though. Here we have uh, – we got Joey. He's in the chat. Who takes a- – Abica- yep, there we go. Appreciate seeing you tonight, Joey. Uh, hope you're having a good evening, my friend. All right, Kyle, you're on the board, man. It's wide open for you. Macintosh. I don't think – is Macintosh still around here, boys?
2: He sure is.
0: Is he? No, he's not. He went no. 4-3. Yeah, so not many RB options here. Rodriguez probably the top of that board here. I think Cameron Peoples is still around. I really like him as well. Kyle, go ahead and make this pick, and then we'll move on to Hutch and close this puppy up.
1: Yeah, there we go.
0: (laughs) We got Brad in the chat, the the honorary Michael Wilson shout-out. Love, Michael Wilson. Dee, Trey Palmer. She likes Trey Palmer. That's a good pick. That's a good pick there, Didi. Hutch, where are you going here? Are you gonna you gonna take some uh, Nebraska love here with Trey Palmer and Dee Dee's recommendation?
3: No, I'm actually gonna go with more East Carolina. Actually, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take someone who was la- per- very productive his last year uh, with East Carolina. I'm gonna hope that he can continue this in the NFL. I know it's a dart throw, but I mean this is where we're at in rookie drafts. I'm gonna look for somebody who's very very productive. I'm gonna take C.J. Johnson. I'm gonna take C.J. Johnson. I'm gonna take him here. I'm gonna go for it. Love so it. I got Keane Mitchell and uh, C.J. Johnson, both on the same team, both from the same college. I'll take it.
0: If I didn't know any better, Hutch, I would say you're from uh, Greenville out there in North Carolina, my friend.
3: No, um, no. <laughs>
0: all right. All right. I love the pick here. Nate, go ahead and round it out here still. Like, I would have also
3: super- loved Parker Washington, too. I would Yes. Have loved that, Thank you. Thank you.
0: Me. Thank you. Nate. A, a lot of really good options on the board. Ford Wheat Ford Wheaton comes to mind. Trey Palmer, like Didi said, just begging shorter. not to get
3: sniped in the fifth round of a rookie draft. <laughs> 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 this is the fifth round. Begging not to be sniped. I'm sorry, Dave, but well, I think
2: I am about to snipe you because Didi brought it up and I was already planning on it because I assumed yes. all of this pick, uh, dude. You guys, Trey Palmer is so freaking good.
3: Homer, I mean,
2: yeah, he spent two seasons behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, got almost no opportunity at LSU. Then he goes to Nebraska, and now I'm a big CU guy. So, See you, this used to be one of the biggest rivalries in college football, it's not so much anymore. 71 catches on 111 targets, 1,043 yards, and he had nine touchdowns.
0: And Dude's a burner, dude's a and, burner. And, you
2: know, if you look at his junior season at LSU. He had 259 special teams yards. So this guy is a versatile player. Now, there aren't a whole lot of leagues that allow special team yardage and touchdowns for individual players. But if you're in one of those leagues, Trey Palmer's probably going in the third round, not the fifth. And really in any draft, you guys, he should be going in like the third or fourth round, not the back end of a fifth round. This guy is talented. He's fast. He's an adept route runner. So for me, it's Trey Palmer. Sorry, Dave. I love you, buddy.
0: All right, guys, I I love it. We'll let Dave make his pick and we'll kind of just put an end to this mock draft before we jump into the good news of the week. And realistic. (laughs) <laughs> realistically i think overall um kind of looking at the board here I, I think this is a very accurate mock draft of what we're going to get here in 2023 guys yeah. quarterbacks are going to go off the board early you're going to see that second round running back run go and then you can take your shot on, on some more deep deeper shots at running back wide receiver here hutch if i want give me one sentence for a big takeaway from this mock draft what you've learned and anything you'll apply uh when it does come rookie mock draft season for you and your leagues
3: Wow. One big takeaway. When you're, when you're, when you're looking late in the draft, I want to keep looking at these running backs. I want to keep looking at them because I keep seeing names in these, in the like third, fourth round, second round, even. And like, I'm just like, these guys could all be starters in the NFL. Like these are run, This running back class is So it's not necessarily like they're all superstars, but it's so deep. A lot of these guys could really make an impact. So when you're late, I want to favor that running back position. Just keep an eye on it because there are so many good players down here.
0: Love it, Hutch. My, my biggest takeaway for this is I am trying to move aging veterans to move up in this draft class because there are even people that we did not take in these five rounds that I love. I love Cameron Peoples. I love uh, Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia, Michael Wilson out of Stanford. There are some really cool options here that did even go in five rounds that I would love to pick up off the waiver wire, throw them on my taxi squad, I want the roster flexibility to do that this season. So if I if I have to move off an agent veteran wide receiver like Mike Evans, try to get myself in that early second round, uh, late first round, something like that. Like I'm willing to do that this season. Um, I love this draft class here, Nate. Your biggest takeaway, my friend.
2: Well, that I'm going to be having a lot of Dalton Kincaid. And if Trey, <laughs> if, 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 seriously, if Trey Palmer is going to fall to me in the fifth round of a rookie draft. I'll take it, man. Y'all can sleep on him all day. But if you're listening, does hopefully you're not gonna sleep on him. Unless you're in my leagues, then keep sleeping on him. But otherwise, go after Trey Palmer in late rounds. Mm. He's he could be the Isaiah Pacheco of this year's draft. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. Yep. He really all right. Can. All right. Well, we got Sam Laporta. He was the last one off the board. Love that pick as well. I mean, just how how good is this tight end class? We're, we're going to learn here real soon. I like that pick there uh, out of Iowa for Dave to close it out. Don't know how he got that far. Guys, let's go ahead and round out the show tonight with a little bit of good news. Um, let's go ahead and hit it. All right. And final time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it just because I, I know we have some new listeners tonight. We are giving away a Keyshawn Nixon autographed mini helmet salute to service Packers. Uh, so if you guys want to get in on that, just give us a thumbs up or something in the chat. Let us know you're subscribed and we'll go ahead and enter that as we pull that winner next week on the episode here. Again, we're live every Tuesday night, 930 for the in-between fantasy football podcast during the season or during the offseason, then twice a week. During the regular season. All right, guys, let's talk about some good news. Some really cool stuff's been happening in the world. Uh, despite what, what we are led to believe Hutch, what was your uh, good news headline of the week, my friend.
3: So my headline this uh, for this episode, it's, it it could have been really bad, but it ended up being a really good, real heroic story. So my headline here uh, is humble chef breaks open sinking cars window with his elbow to save a trapped Motorist. So apparently, so this was, uh, so an unidentified man drove straight into the frigid and filthy mid-March Harbor water in Baltimore's Inner Harbor and suffering what reports say a mental health crisis. So I don't know if it was something like accidental or on purpose or what he, what on earth this person was doing, but drove in and just started, the car started singing and this chef, just this this guy who was just working at a chef in a, a local, this, the restaurant was called Phillips Seafood. He was working down there, and you just saw this and dove in and just saved this guy's life.
0: Fuck just yeah, man. Such That's a awesome. moment. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I mean – and that's what it's all about, dude. We've been hearing about a lot of this stuff happening. Blaine Gabbert saved someone during the NFL season in Tampa Bay. We, we saw had- KJ
3: Osborne, Remember yeah, that KJ one? Osborne, Osborne, just a
0: couple weeks ago. Yeah, grabs one out of a burning car. So, congrats to Chef. We appreciate you, Chef, making making sure uh, so- someone. I wish to say baby. his
3: name, but it's not a. Uh, it's not written on here on the article. Okay, I wish I had his name, but it's not here.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate that, Nate. Before I, I hand things off to you, I do want to—I I can't wait any longer. I got to talk about it. Women's <laughs> college basketball, guys, it is back! It is back with love a passion—a record-breaking 9.9 million viewers of the national championship women's game this year, LSU versus Iowa, per ESPN PR, most viewed women's college basketball game on record, up 103 percent from last year's title game most viewed college event ever on the ESPN platform. Men had about 11.2 million. So just about a you know an, an extra million on there. Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, like this is the real deal, folks. Women's college basketball is so much fun. And this is like one of the things that I actually think the NIL is really helping because these women can make more money in college basketball, probably having more fun doing it as well. Than going to the WNBA. So I I love this story. I love women's college basketball right now. Caitlin Clark is an absolute legend with the ball. So I'm excited to continue to, to follow this. Nate, were you plugged into the NCAA women's college basketball tournament? Probably not because you're a mark, but uh, that's a different story. It's
2: funny that you would even ask me that. You know, I don't have time for that, man. But yes, I did I was paying attention. I love it. I love that it got the audience that it got. I love that it outdid a lot of NFL games this past season. I think there were only like three or four NFL games that topped this. Look, women in sports, as you know, is something that I think needs to be made more common. It's a real bummer that these girls can't go and continue their careers. The WNBA doesn't play that well. So a lot of them, if they want to keep playing basketball, they have to go overseas. This is the last time we're going to see a lot of these women play, and they were so damn good. I did watch some of the game and I watched highlights of all of the games. It was just impressive to me. And you guys, if you're upset about the hand gestures, get over it. All right. It was fun to watch. And in the heat of competition, that stuff happens. You should be appreciating what these women did. They're bringing women's college basketball to the forefront and arguably, and I got roasted for this. I said this on Twitter like two years ago. I watched an entire WNBA game. I, I, I never watched one before. And you I do remember, remember this. you
0: actually getting buried for this. For, yeah, but I, I don't I, care
2: because I still agree. The WNBA, if you're a bas- basketball purist that just loves the sport, it's a better product than the NBA. There's less fouling. There's less showmanship. They go out there. They play. They play as a team. And it, for me, it was more fun to watch. And I, I hope that this helps grow the women's game. On a professional level, I hope that those 9.9 million people that watch, maybe now they'll turn to some WNBA games and get that a little bit more popular because it really is a phenomenal product. Whether you agree with me where I say it's a better product than the NBA, I get it's not for everybody, but you can't disagree with me that it's a phenomenal product. And I really hope this helps pump it back into the mainstream. Let's get these women some love. Let's get them some contracts in the NBA. Let's get them some TV money. They deserve it.
0: Hutch, I, I want to turn to you just on this before we close out on this. What is the vibe like around teenagers right now with college women basketball? Is it kind of entering the chat a little bit?
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm not, I mean, I'm not as plugged in with like, because I'm not like, I'm not like a popular person at school. Like, I don't, I don't have many friends. So I'm not really like plugged into like the teenage world on this. But honestly, if I were, if I were, I had to guess, I would guess yes, that people have been more interested on this. I've, I did hear like some scat, like some discussions at school about the, the reese versus clark like and all that all that drama yeah. like people were really debating about it and talking about it at school and stuff and i'm honestly i'm i couldn't i i wish i could like say more but those like you guys said it really perfectly i really just completely agree with what you guys have both put out there in the teenage world i actually don't i wouldn't i don't really know i would hope it is but right. i honestly I, I don't i don't have a clear answer there i i know it's trending more in me honestly but i don't know about everyone else
0: hey and they're they're here to stay folks caitlin clark she still has yes. two years of eligibility to, to 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 use if she wants it because of the covid season hopefully she does we shall see nate round us out here with your good story of
2: the week my friend well mine's not as fun as you guys but i came across i I subscribe to the good news network. So I get an email every morning with like three or four, just like good news stories. not
3: going to lie. That's actually the site. I looked up my article and I, I know what article you're about to shout out because I saw the headline too.
2: So dude, this amateur gold digger in Australia found this 10.1 right. pound rock, took it oh. to this guy and was like, I think there might be some gold in this. The dude's like, Oh, it's probably a little, they cracked it open $160,000 worth of gold buried in this rock dog dog yeah, dude. dude isn't that like all our dreams like just to randomly find gold somewhere like did you ever do you guys ever do the panning when you were when you were yes, a kid yes. did they ever have that yeah
3: i went on like, a, like in third grade i went on like a like a coal mine trip or something we had like pans and we were digging out like little yeah, gems yeah and the, the dirt it was and awesome
2: they're like they're actual old gold mines in colorado there's one Seth, if you ever come out and visit there's one like 30 minutes from our house we 30 45 minutes from our house we can drive up to um yeah. so like it, i don't know it's just this struck me as cool and there's this neat picture of this dude holding this big rock and you can see the veins of gold on the outside but you don't think inside no. of it it's i think they said it's the largest like independent find of just one solid rock of gold in the history of australia and this dude's rich now so freaking cool right what? question for you is that our is that
0: our listener turned staff member brad bolt from australia over there is that 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 who the story's about
2: bud well he certainly didn't tell me and we talk every day so i think i (laughs) would have
0: heard well hopefully
2: Brad, maybe you're next, baby. Maybe we actually do right? have a
0: pretty, pretty strong listening and website audience from Australia, which we greatly appreciate. So, yeah, I, I hope our listeners and our subscribers are, are the next into this. But yeah, Nate, great, great to round it out there with this uh, feel-good story. Hutch, we can't thank you enough, man, for being on with us here. I, I know it's uh, getting into the later night hours here, so
3: tell oh, us I'm one good. I'm telling
0: Tell us one more time where we can find you and how we can best support you as the 2023. 2023- three NFL season is about to unfold.
3: So yeah, you guys go follow me on Twitter. I'm at Hutchson B underscore FF. I work with football guys for their YouTube channel. I write with DLF. I'm also working on a YouTube show at DLF possibly potentially. So keep an eye out for that. I'm host of Hutchson Brown's fantasy football perspective. It's pretty much my own podcast that I do. Uh, you can check that out. And I'm also working on a Patreon uh, Patreon for my content. I'm going to come out with a couple different things, maybe some dynasty rankings, maybe some, and I'm looking on a draft kit as well. Like some awesome things are coming out this year. I'm really looking to make a big push this year. So any any form of support, whether it's a follow on Twitter, whether it's interacting with me on Twitter or just listening to my podcast or sharing my content anywhere would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I'm just a 16-year-old trying to make his way in the fantasy football space. That's really what I'm here to do. So uh, any form of support is greatly appreciated. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah, man. Dude, we we absolutely will be fans of yours as you continue here in the industry. We're excited to see what unfolds. And I'll tell you the same the same thing that you know Field Yates told me a couple of years ago that what you're envisioning now, your future, I guarantee it's gonna be way better than you can even envision right now, man. Because you're you're dedicated, you're a good person, and that's what matters here in this space, man. So keep it up, guys. Make sure you're interacting with Hutch. Um, wherever he is, make sure you're, you're, you're listening to his podcast as well. Um, appreciate Toronto, Dave, and everyone new in the chat tonight. It's been so much fun, guys. We greatly appreciate all the support from the IBT family. We wouldn't be where we are without you guys. We'll be back next week with uh, another episode, some more fun, some more hijinks along the way here. That's what you can expect at the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. And Until then, guys, keep it in between.